Hey guys, what is up? And welcome to the Light Up Your Life podcast with your host, Gailey Dutton. I want to start today's podcast off with a quote by Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I think this quote holds so much power and it is a great way to kind of open up today's discussion in today's podcast episode. So I want to talk about stress and recently I learned a lot about a study done on stress and its effects on CVD or cardiovascular disease. Essentially the study was done on some participants and they all you know, their stress levels were measured and also, you know, later on the determinant of them getting some kind of cardiovascular disease later on in their life was tracked and measured. What they found was this correlation, and I'm sure that you could probably draw this on your own. Essentially, what they found was that the more um, stress that these people were experiencing, the higher the chances that they experienced or faced or got some kind of cardiovascular disease. Now that seems pretty evident and clear, I think probably to most people, is that you know the more stressed you are, the more likely you are to potentially face diseases and health issues and concerns in your life. However, the huge component to this and kind of the, the key note I wanna make here is that it wasn't the event itself, it wasn't the stressor itself that was causing an increase in cardiovascular disease. It was actually the participant's perception of the stressor, which increased their risk for cardiovascular disease. It was the way they viewed the stressor, the way they viewed the circumstance. So guys, people's people's mindsets physically affected their bodies, which I think is insane. There's also this concept and this idea of acute and chronic stress. Acute stress would be smaller stressors like running late to work or um, you know, having a little argument with a friend or a family member. That could be like an acute stress. Then we have chronic stressors, which are more long-term stressors. These last over longer periods of time and they're gonna look a lot different. So maybe this is, you know, you having a failing marriage. That could be a chronic stress. Or maybe you have, you know, um, physical ailments that, you know, cause you stress and anxiety over a period of time. Anything that lasts over a longer period of time that stresses you out, no matter what it might be, everyone's could be different and look different, is a chronic stressor. And this leads us into this idea of allostatic load. So essentially, allostatic load is a lot of these smaller stressors adding up and leading to cardiovascular disease, which is what a lot of these participants in this study likely faced. And the best way for me to explain this is the way that I learned it, which is in regards to a shoe, like a tennis shoe. So you get a new pair of shoes and you know, they're nice the first day looking fresh, some white, I don't know, whatever shoes you like to wear. And the next day, you know, you're walking and you bump into the sidewalk and you know you get a little scuff on the front and you know maybe maybe the next day or a few days later you're hanging out with some friends and like step on your shoe on accident and now they've got you know some more bumps and bruises and nicks and and things like that 
And over time, you know, enough of these situations can result in like really worn out shoes. And then maybe they've got holes in them. They don't really serve their purpose anymore. Maybe you like don't have even some the soles in the, in the bottom of them. And uh, they kind of lose their function, they lose their purpose, and they're extremely worn out. And all of these super small events, which in itself wasn't a lot to handle, all over time added up to be this idea of allostatic load. And this is the same for stress, is that these smaller stressors that we face throughout our lifetime can actually contribute to cardiovascular diseases, like a pair of, like, you know messed up tennis shoes that don't really work very well anymore because we didn't address the small acute stressors over time. This also kind of goes into the idea of fight or flight. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard this term, you know, as humans, we um, respond two ways to stress or to um, fear or anxiety provoking events. And this is the fight or flight response. So either, you know, you naturally kind of get amped up and get ready to fight this um, this uh, predator off or whatever that looks like, or you flee and you know you get your adrenaline up and going to escape the situation. Now, this is way more applicable in you know a scene of somebody's coming you know to rob your house or like somebody's trying to like attack you, then this fight or flight response is super beneficial because it basically gets your body amped up and prepares you to kind of use your body to its fullest potential to escape death and to live and um, all that stuff. So it's going to like increase your heart rate. It's going to turn off, you know, certain body functions so that it can focus on, you know, muscle contractility to be able to fight off this defense um, or to fight off this attacker so that you can defend yourself, excuse me. And it's a good thing. But sorry to go off on a tangent there. When we are faced with things that are not so physical like work stress or school stress or relationships things that are much more in our in our minds and not so much physical stressors we still experience this fight or flight response except they never it never turns off and this is why we experience health issues because of our stress because now in today's society in today's time the things that we're facing that are causing stress are not so physical all the time. And basically the fight or flight response goes on for much longer than it's intended to. It never turns off. And we're human. We run through events in our minds that stress us out and we can cause our bodies to be in a constant state of fight or flight, which means that our bodies can be in a constant state of high blood pressure or, you know, um, maybe you're having like tummy issues and like you can't go to the restroom like it's because you're in this fight or flight response and your body is like shutting down certain things in order to fight off you know this attacker or this predator and um that's not what's really happening and so it just never shuts off and this is kind of um in correlation to the idea of allostatic load that enough times of, of you being in this fight or flight response for too long can really really drastically affect your body and your mind to me when i was learning about all of this i was just kind of fascinated by this huge mind body connection i think that these studies which were based upon you know physical things like cardiovascular disease were like greatly impacted by the mind and by people's um 
people's perception of the stressor. It kind of goes back to this idea of how we, you know, we have the power to to really like take control of the stressors in our life and choose to see them differently. But we'll get into that a little bit later. So really these things to me just emphasize this mind-body connection. And um, it also, if I'm being completely honest with you, when I was learning about this information, ironically enough, I got stressed. Like it stressed me out to realize and to kind of become aware of the fact that my own mind could physically impact my body so drastically and impact my mind so drastically and it was kind of scary like dang like if I don't address these small stressors in my life like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some diseases like later on like this is this is freaky but in reality like that is totally not the case and there is good news and there is a way to approach this that is good and I think that for me it was okay to kind of have that initial feeling of like dang like I'm kind of ironically stressed about learning about this and it's kind of scary to think about this impact on our bodies it actually is such a good thing to become aware to and that's why I wanted to talk about it today because I think more people need to know that there really are huge huge effects from stress and it has a major major impact but that's not it and it doesn't end there um one thing I want to emphasize is obviously stress is important there's a huge huge impact that it has on our bodies and our minds and we need to address it so how do we address this the first thing is that we can change our brains we can train our brains we can train our brains to perceive the stressors in our life differently some ways we can do this are by talking and expressing our emotions recently i've been just having conversations with more people And I've had some people express that it was maybe their first time talking about this event or this stressor in their life, and it brought a lot of clarity. And it made me realize that talking and sharing things with other people in our lives is a really good way for us to train our brains into a more positive mindset and to perceive events in a better way. And it's a really good way to cope and deal with stress in a a mental way. Secondly, we can also train our bodies. So for me, I like to do this through exercise. And exercise is actually a stressor. Exercise puts an, an amount of stress on your body. But what it does is it's, it's similar to like your immune system. Like when you get you know a little sickness and you recover from it, your body gets a little bit stronger. And it's the same idea with exercise. When you're putting physical stress on your muscles but then you allow your time to rest and heal, the muscles actually are going to build and you get stronger and more adaptable to to that stress. And so for me, exercise is not only a good way to physically build my body and help, you know, have a good cardiovascular endurance and have good strong bones. It also is a great way to put into practice in a physical way learning how to approach stress and how to overcome stress. You know, grinding out a really hard gym session can be a really good way to practice mentally grinding out, you know, something really challenging and hard in our life. And then the third thing that I want to say is that you can choose a better experience. You can choose a better alternative. I really think that we have a choice 
in how we perceive these events and these stressors in our life. Just like it was identified in the in the study that we talked about previously, we have a choice to view our circumstances as either, you know, traumatizing, life-changing in a negative way, you know, dreadful, depressing, terrifying, all of these things, or we can choose to see them as opportunities like we talked about in the last episode. So I don't know if you're familiar with this book. It's called The Four Agreements, but um, they talk about these agreements. And in my opinion, I think these can also be seen as choices and the importance of them. So if you just bear with me, I want to read you a little section from it. And it talks about agreements and how we can choose a better experience. The most important agreements are the ones you made with yourself. In these agreements, you tell yourself who you are, what you feel, what you believe, and how to behave. The result is what you call your personality. In these agreements, you say, this is what I am, this is what I believe, I can do certain things and some things I cannot do. This is reality, that is fantasy, this is possible, that is impossible. One single agreement is not such a problem, but we have many agreements that make us suffer and that make us fail in life. If you want to live a life of joy and fulfillment, you have to find the courage to break those agreements that are fear-based and claim your personal power. The agreements that come from fear require us to expend a lot of energy, but the agreements that come from love help us to conserve energy and even gain extra energy. I really like that because it just emphasizes that we have a choice. We have a choice to focus on fear or we have a choice to focus on love. And this is an agreement that we make with ourselves. It is a choice we make. If we can choose to practice perceiving things in a positive way, we can really see mental and physical benefits in our lives. So before we close it up today, I just want to leave you with four things. First, identify some consistent and predictable stressors in your life. Recognize some things that consistently happen and are kind of predictable that often bring you stress. And this could look like a lot of things. Maybe money is something that consistently seems to give you a little bit of stress or anxiety. Maybe it's a relationship or a person in your life whose conversations often bring you stress. Maybe it's the future. Maybe it's school. Whatever it is. I encourage you to just start to become aware of it. That's like the first step, whether that's writing it down, putting it in your phone notes. I don't know. Just become aware of it. And this is like a really, this in itself is really healthy to kind of become more aware, gain some perspective and just know what the stressors are. Because if you go through life and don't even know what makes you stressed out on a baseline level, then, oh my gosh, like I, it's going to be really hard to, uh, to learn how to navigate these situations better. So first, identify a consistent and predictable stressor in your life and write it down, identify it, all that good stuff. Two, implement some small ways to train your brain every day. This could be reading. This could be, I don't know, deep breathing. This could be journaling. Find ways to train your brain and to give yourself an opportunity to relax, to decompress, and to um, turn off that fight or flight response. Thirdly, use physical stress to practice overcoming mental ones. Now this is not to be misconstrued like, oh, just like do harm to your body and then like overcome it. That's not what I mean. 
but in a positive aspect like exercise, going for a walk, going for a bike ride. This is really good for you. It's going to get your endorphins going. It's going to um, increase dopamine, all that good stuff. And really when you exercise and you're putting that stress on your body and then you take the time to rest afterwards and to, you know, come down from that, you're really practicing and you're helping your body practice how to relax after stressful things that maybe are more mental and maybe aren't so physical and obvious. And then fourth, cultivate a mindset of openness and positivity towards stressors. And essentially what this means is just put it into practice because you're gonna have your entire life to practice adapting and getting better at dealing with things that are stressful in life. And really, I think if we can just have an openness to the stressor, we're gonna have a much more, a much better outcome and be able to handle it much better if we have just this mindset of openness and positivity towards the stressor. You guys, thank you so much for listening with me. I know that this episode was much more, um, had a lot of other components to it. And I just really wanted to share some things that I've been learning and diving into because I think it's super important to recognize this mind, body, spirit, soul connection and how our minds and our bodies really are so connected. And if you're wanting to just become more aware in your life, to take better care of yourself, to live life with a little less stress and a little more joy and presence and happiness and positivity. It is so possible and it's in the small things. It's in the things that you think don't matter much that over time add up. Just like small stressors over time can add up and negatively impact your body or your life or your health. The same thing goes for small things that are good. 10 minutes of meditation in the morning, a little bit of reading, going for, you know, a 20 minute walk. These things matter, you guys. So take the time to care for yourself, to care for yourself in the moment, but also to care for your future self. Um, Thank you so much for listening in. Again, I hope you guys have a great morning or rest of your evening or good night. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you guys next week.